What a beautiful day, night, afternoon, whatever part of day it is that you're uh, listening to our podcast. George, Big Balls are happy to be back again. Yep, it's a beautiful, beautiful time. It's a beautiful time. Uh, is it a beautiful time? No, but yes. It is for AEW, and it is for the Big Balls Fantasy Wrestling League. Yeah, because, I mean... And the big balls, big balls are living in the world of kayfabe, so that's what we're here to talk about—the world of wrestling, the big wide world of wrestling. AEW. Yeah. We've be- been uh, heavily debating the topic or subject of kayfabe lately. Yes. And you're you're stuck on your stance. I'm pretty set in my ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, things have gotten very interesting in watching AEW. This week was our our first week week watching separately. Mm-hmm. Um and. I don't know. It was a sad. It was sad know. watching AEW without you. Didn't feel, yeah, it didn't I, feel the same. I didn't have as much fun as I typically do. I don't know if it was because it, it was. I feel feel like I was watching wrestling without a crowd again. But yeah, you know. wow, wrestling without a crowd all over again. Wow. Yeah, it was like a whole second wave. Wrestling without a crowd, without a crowd, like yeah. without a crowd squared. Wow, yeah, that's pretty freaking. That's sad. It was, and we started off on such a good note. Yeah. I had to make things kind of sad, but I really enjoyed Dynamite this week. Yeah, I thought it was all right. Um, but with kayfabe, though, what are your thoughts on kayfabe before we get into the AEW? Yeah, let's get into this this topic early since you you've been so steady in your defense of it. Yeah, I think I'm a... it's dead. Ouch! I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's. I think, I think it's there. But it's there when it needs to be, and it's not when it doesn't need to be. I think it always needs to be there. And it so. always is there to I'm some a, certain extent. I'm a firm believer that wrestling can be one thing and the business can be another. Uh, Cody Runnels can be the whatever he is, chief branding whatever he mm-hmm. does backstage, and Cody Rhodes can be the, the flag bearer for the TNT championship. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But... Cody Reynolds, Reynolds needs to stay backstage. He needs he to stay does. out of. He, no, he doesn't. He's yes, still he does. the face of AEW. No, Cody Rhodes is the face of AEW, and Cody Reynolds is the going to be the downfall nah, of AEW. Nah, 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 he is nah. going to be the downfall of AEW. His You're promo, crazy. his promo from last week on AEW was horrible. I I grew to like it. It was just all lies. It wasn't. It was all lies. It was kayfabe, Bailey. It wasn't even believable lies. It was kayfabe. Kayfabe is believable. Kayfabe is when you say something and Cody you believe Rhodes, what you're saying. As a character, does relate to Tom Brady quite a lot. Yeah. He was shit on by the WWE. Was never supposed to be the guy. Now he can be the guy in AEW. That's what he's trying to do. Tisk tisk. Yeah, I mean, you keep, I you keep preaching for kayfabe, but you don't accept it when it is is right there in your face. My my problem with his promo is he was saying I wasn't the first person they called for AEW. I wasn't the second. I wasn't the third, fourth, fifth. I was never called for AEW because he was making the calls. He was making the calls for AEW. Okay, and, and then he admitted he wouldn't call himself first, and that's humble. Mm. And Cody Rhodes as a character is very humble. He's fake humble. He's very fake humble. And I agree, but I think that's part of the the thing. Cody, yeah, Cody Rhodes as a character is very, very he complex. Is, uh, he is Tom Brady. 
But Cody Reynolds, as a person, is a dumb son of a bitch that needs to keep his face out of wrestling. He needs to quit posting selfies with the enemy. No, he doesn't. He does. He does. That picture of him and Lance Archer. Yes, we're back to the picture of Cody Rhodes, Lance Archer. That was and Cody Tony Reynolds and Lance Hoyt, I think. I don't know if that's his real name. That was his WWE name. Well, I'm just using a different name. Well, we're back to that picture. Yes, the uh, second week in a row. I'm still, both I'm still steaming. With Mike Tyson and Tony Khan. I'm still steaming. They were both smiling, giving a thumbs up to the camera. I'm pretty sure Brandy was in the picture too with yeah, freaking so. Jake the Snake and yeah. That picture, since they posted it before Double or Nothing, made the actual Cody Rhodes and Lance Archer match less enjoyable. For nah, me. I think you're still just fuming over the big L you took. I'm just upset that you took such a big L. I know that's what's deeply rooted. No, I'm. I just love kayfabe. I love the business. I love your, being able. What are you? What to get lost in wrestling. Yeah, but, like, there's also a point where you don't need to be lost, and wrestling can just be, you know? Yeah, but... Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't need to be lost is the wrong way to put that. Where, like, getting lost is the fun of it. Yes, and on my point is, on the day of their biggest show of the year so far, I am completely, just completely overtaken and lost in the wrestling business. You know, I'm getting excited it, for the yeah. matches... I can see where you're mad that it, it came out the day of and all that. But like, right right as the pay-per-view was starting. Yeah. It came out. Like, maybe after. Thanks for a great show, everybody. Yeah. The, you know, do a curtain call, so to say. Because before, it just, I don't know. It really, really made me realize, like, oh, hey, these guys don't actually hate each other. I mean, yeah. And obviously, they don't actually hate each other, but they wanted, wanted us to think that they actually hated each other when they wrote... Jake the Snake to, you know, dry hump Brandy, throw a snake on her. I don't know, I think AEW is very committed to these are characters that are portraying something that they aren't. We have They have a freaking dinosaur, for God's sake. Yeah, a dinosaur. Yeah. I, I, he's... They let wrestling be wrestling. It's a, a show, it's funny, it's dramatic, it's theatrical, it's everything that wrestling can be where like if you get the lines lines blurred too much it mm. becomes WWE and fake mm. I like I if you let wrestling be fun and be what it is it's it's a whole different experience yes in no, my I, I agree that's why I love comedy wrestling so much it's cause it's, it's dumb and it's silly and you mm. suspend your belief in that way no I I do agree with that point uh, you know, I, I'm not gonna take a Luchasaurus match. You know, I, I'll t- I'm gonna take it serious and get excited for it, but because he's badass and he's great at what he does. Yeah, but like when it comes to comedy wrestling and stuff, I think it's okay for the wrestlers to be like, okay, wink, wink, wink. But when you're trying to write a blood feud between Lance Archer and Cody Rhodes, you can't be wink, wink, winking at the camera. Yeah, maybe they they do try to wink, wink at the camera too much. Cause I feel like that just. Oh, okay, yeah, let me watch. pay $50 to watch these guys fight tonight when they're freaking smiling right next to each other. Yeah. Like, protect the business and protect the stories. A little bit. I can see where you're coming from. Because I do love comedy wrestling. Orange Cassidy versus Dick Justice, you know, arguably, arguably my favorite match ever. 
all the refs, you know, were blinking while they were dead. You know, they were like still obviously alive. Yeah. And whatnot, but it's, that was the funny. Fun. Yeah. That was the perfect wink, wink, winking. You know. But during a blood feud is not the time. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's kind of different. That's them. You know, comedy wrestling gets to be so meta. Yeah. And, like, get to kind of point the camera back in its own face. Whereas, in, like, the situation of a blood feud, you have to kind of go behind the lines. Because, like, Cody Runnels and Cody Rhodes aren't the same. But they are. Like, it's not like a Triple H situation where he's Triple H and Triple H. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. AEW is weird. Just awesome. wrestling. Wrestling yeah, is. It's a weird, weird thing. It will hurt your brain if you. It does. Really, it really hurts. You that's why I just. Much. That's why you just let it be what it is. Because there's so many double standards in wrestling. There's so much hypocrisy in wrestling. Yeah, which one thing I want to talk about is the freaking. Did you see the Jeff Hardy stuff on SmackDown? Mm-hmm. Awful. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I, I didn't see I, I didn't see the actual clip, but I've seen like the headlines in the summary. Yeah. So if you want to break it down real quick, uh, basically they just like put him in a a storyline where he was drunk, quote unquote drunk driving, but he got like framed or something like that. Uh-huh. But even still, like the real life Jeff Hardy has multiple like incidents of public intoxication, has a DUI, mm-hmm. has like obvious struggles with sobriety, and they. Like, they kind of twist it and make it all messed up. Kind of like the the Hawk situation back in the early 2000s. Yeah. And that just made me upset. Made me really upset. Because Jeff Hardy's, like, that guy for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, he's the... Yeah, he... He's one of the most influential, like, wrestlers of arguably all time. Yes, and he's also one of the most troubled wrestlers of yeah. all time. So, yeah, you're right. I do think it is in bad taste. But... I mean, Jeff Hardy probably agreed to it. I mean, Unfortunately, like, I, I think I think a lot of stuff in wrestling is in bad taste. Yeah, but that's what makes it so great. Sometimes, um, like the whole Rusev Bobby Lashley story. I yeah. mean, that was in horrible, horrible taste. But I mean, it was funny. It was entertaining. Sometimes, yeah, I would watch the segments. Yeah, on YouTube and whatnot every single week. Yeah, just being able to watch WWE. Yeah. Big rip. Yeah. I did watch the, uh, the, the, I think they called it the fight pit match. What's that? Between Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher. Oh, how it was, was it? like a cage match. Yeah. It was excellently done. Yeah. I thought it was sick. You said, uh, Thatcher lost like his teeth. In yeah, the Matt Riddle kicked his teeth out. Oh my gosh. I think it was like a planned spot. Uh-huh. Uh, Matt Riddle hit like a Showtime Pettis kick off the cage. Oh. It was sick. There's no ropes, no turnbuckles, yeah. no like corner posts or anything. It was like a cage okay. with scaffolding around it. Wow. Yeah, and then like the ring, and it was t- knockout or submission only. Uh-huh. And Matt Riddle was beating the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Like they were both just beating the shit out of each other, honestly. Yeah. And they they like worked in a lot of like very shoot looking spots and. Who won? Timothy Thatcher ended up winning. He wow. choked him out. Wow. Yeah. But uh, then Matt Rose debuted on Smack uh, on SmackDown, so it was like his his final match in NXT. Yeah, well, that's big news in the wrestling world then. Yeah, and Matt Riddle coming out. Big rip to Matt Riddle, main roster death. Yeah, yep. RIP is gonna get buried, yeah. or maybe he'll get a big push against Goldberg. Yeah. I think it really sucks. I think that like that fight pit thing was like made for Matt Riddle. Yeah, and then he has one, and then they 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 take him away from NXT where that would probably thrive. Yeah. 
Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, there's been a few times in recent months that uh, WWE has kind of tried like the shoot style, the strong style, so to say, like the match with Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that, that was weird. It was weird, but it was pretty sick too. It was only like three minutes. Yeah. Or so it was weird that they were in the uh, in the ring. But that would have been a really cool fight to have in this this like fight pit thing. Yeah, no, that's what I, I think. That's what I was thinking too. I think Lesnar Riddle, mm-hmm. Goldberg Riddle in this would be insanity. Yeah, but they would never. Yeah, maybe Brock would. I, I think Brock would. I don't think Goldberg. I don't think Goldberg would. Yeah, I doubt Brock actually would. But that'd be really sick. Mm-hmm. But rumor is they're like back to being super hype on that Riddle. Hopefully. Which is good, because he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world right yeah. now. He'd be sick on, like, AEW. Yeah, he really would be. He'd That's probably be a part of the... Am I... Speaking hypothetical, if Matt Riddle was in AEW, what would... Where do you see him? As TNT champion. I don't see him on the level of, like, a Mox yet. Okay. Just because he's young and he's new to, like, wrestling. Yeah. And, like, the... I don't know, though, because, like, that MMA character, you could go a long way with that. Yeah. And he is, like, a just legit badass. And the whole bro thing gets over. Like, mm-hmm. especially in indie crowds. He was over, like, fucking shit on the, on the indies. I think... And he, like, worked his ass off to get over. Because people hated him at first. Yeah. But I love Matt Riddle. I think uh, he would be a part of, like, the... Kip Sabian, Sammy Guevara, friend group. Maybe. Yeah, and he would just be out, like, I mean, dominating, killing it every single week, like both those guys are. Him and Keith Lee did amazing stuff on the indies. And PWG, Mm -hmm. they used to tag together. It was great stuff. Just epicness. Yeah. Keith Lee, also great. He has a match with uh, Johnny Gargano at TakeOver in your house. Are they giving out a free house this time? That'd be sick. Yeah, I wish they were. A free wrestling-themed house? That'd be awesome. If only. Yeah. If freaking only. I'd get it and then redesign it into an AEW house. <laughs> yeah, they'd be so ticked. They'd be so upset, but I would do the same. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, all I so, can think of that's random going on. But to wrap up our long, long-winded <laughs> argument, debate, uh, I think kayfabe is important to wrestling. Do you not? I don't. Wow. I I, th- well, I mean, like, I do in the sense that, like, it's important to separate wrestling from not wrestling. Mm-hmm. But in the sense of, like, does it matter if they blur the lines of K? Like, not blur the lines, but does it matter if they break kayfabe? No. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get mad at that. Yeah. And I think you convinced me. My only problem is the timing of when you're gonna break. I agree. Kayfabe. I agree. There, there's a time and a place to break kayfabe, and I enjoy like the the peaks behind the scenes and the the little stuff. Like I don't think, I don't think BTE is very kayfabe, but it's also very kayfabe. Like yeah. I think there's such a weird teeter totter line in AEW. No, it's very, and it's what makes AEW so much better than WWE because they don't have that weird line. One one thing that I love so much about the idea of kayfabe is, you know, all these old documentaries and whatnot that, uh, are not old documentaries, but, like, these new documentaries that are resurfacing of, like, old footage that we never got to see, like, uh, 
I mean, I was watching The Last Ride last night with The Undertaker. Oh, did you finally start watching that? Yeah. Is it fire? It really, really is good. I'm going to have to stop watching it then. But um, it's all just, I mean, behind the scenes of, like, Undertaker. It shows um, when Vince is like, come here, we need help, we need help. Oh, we need man. Help. Like, it's, I mean, it really, really does give a peek behind the scenes. And with wrestling, that with something that's been so kept secret like The Undertaker's career, it feels very, very special, you know, this... 30 years after his amazing career like we're able to relive and get like that extra look yeah like behind the scenes kind of like the the MJ doc to compare it a little bit is it like kind of brings the nostalgia but also gives you that extra edge of like this is Mark and his like journey as well as the journey with the Undertaker it's kind of thing kind of it's definitely Dude, it's weird. My mind was just getting blown last night back to kayfabe because well, I mean, all year Undertaker has been breaking kayfabe. Like for the but first speaking time. of kayfabe, like what a way to do it. And uh, I, I'm gonna compare it again to the Jordan doc because I heard uh-huh. a great like thing about how Jordan like protected his legacy so hard and so uh-huh. like viciously yeah. that now he's able to do like this documentary and uh-huh. bring like, a whole new dimension to his legacy. And I think, like, The Undertaker's doing a very similar thing, protecting mm-hmm. kayfabe, protecting The Undertaker character, and keeping Mark Calloway so separated. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting that extra peek inside Mark's mind. Yeah. No, and it's, it's awesome to, like, get the balance. It's been weird just having Mark break kayfabe just so viciously all all year. Yeah. And it's not even been, like, the craziest thing to happen in wrestling this year. Yeah, that Stone Cold podcast with, with him was awesome. Yeah. They were just shooting whiskey, mm-hmm. talking shit. Yeah, no, it sounds awesome. Yeah, it's on the network. It's really good. Have you ever listened to, speaking of Stone Cold, the MJF Stone Cold podcast? I can't find it. You can't? It's on YouTube. Is it? But, it's like, Stone Cold got pissed. Because MJF never broke character? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of kayfabe, man, yeah, that's great to do it. That's why MJF is the best at what he does. But let's get into AEW, man, because yeah, I am excited to talk about MJF. Talk about fantasy, talk about AEW. I'm excited to talk about MJF. Mostly. Yeah, yeah. Mostly. I'm not. I miss MJF on my team. First. I'm trying to get to my bleacher report. First fight of the night was Private Party and Joey Janela against the Young Bucks and Matt Hardy. Classic Matt Hardy. Yeah, and I gave I gave myself a point for that transformation. Weren't there two transformations? Nah, there was only one, I'm pretty sure. Nah, there were two. He went from uh, Broken to uh, Hardy Boys to Classic Matt. Oh, well, I'll give myself another point. Yeah, absolutely. Because I only saw the the switch from uh, Matt Matt Hardy to, uh, like, the Young Bucks Hardy. I was just watching the, uh, the new one. Or, like, the, the ups and downs for it, and that's, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what he said happened. I don't quite remember. I thought that was a great, great match, though. Um, it, w- it was pretty scary, though, because there was a spot when, it was an awesome spot, when the private party came out to knock out um, the Bucks, they did a top rope, like, suicide dive, basically, and Mark Quinn landed bad and really messed up his leg. Yeah. And um, he was not able to continue. That was a scary spot. I still think it might have been planned. May I don't know because like the out. way Matt Hardy like came and took him out, and that led to there being the two on two between the Butcher Blade and the Bucks. Well, no, that all started happening before. 
Like the setup with the butcher and the blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That setup. But then, like after that, I think Matt Hardy had to get out of the picture, like post match. Yeah. So that's why they had Mark Quinn seem injured. I don't know if he was actually. Oh yeah, maybe that bad. Yeah, maybe. Um, but hopefully, that, I don't. Know. I haven't heard anything either. Yeah, on if he's good or not. I've heard that he's good. Okay, he's so good. it yeah, probably he, was. He tweeted he was good, All but right. even Matt Hardy, he like tweeted condolences to blah blah like to Mark Quinn. You remind me of. The bond you and Isaiah Cassidy have reminds me of the bond I shared with my brother. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but that match was good. Isaiah Cassidy ended up taking the pin. Got pinned by Matt Hardy and, I believe, Nick Jackson. Yeah. No, it was Matt. Oh. Well, yeah. He got pinned by one of the Bucks. But Matt Hardy was legal. Well, smack You took those points, right? Yeah, I took yeah. the points, yeah. yeah for the win. Uh, it was... That match was confusing, though, from a fantasy standpoint, just because... We we nailed it out, but we need to explain to the pod what we nailed out. Yeah, it was confusing for us, because we never dealt with a situation like that. Or, like, a, a three-way tag. Yeah, where, like, uh, Natasha, she had Private Party, Joey Janela, and the Young Bucks, so she had three of the four, you know, different... Combinations people. possible. Yeah, in the in the match, so she got a good amount of points. I had Matt Hardy, so I was confused on if I was getting points or not. Uh, and but we hashed it all out, and we decided that if you take the pin, then you lose the points. Like if the tag team takes the pin and you have the tag team, then you lose those points. But if the other person takes the pin and you don't have the other person, you don't lose the points. Yep. Um, whoever gets the pin gets the points for the win, and then. Signatures and all that stays the same. Hell yeah. And uh, whoever makes the pin, we said, gets the points. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So that's how those that got nailed out. Yep. I ended up getting 12 points from Matt Hardy. Wow. Because, yeah. I mean, he was just whipping out the side effect, which he I was. consider. Signature. Yeah. Yeah. And then I considered the leap of faith finisher. The oh, the fucking. The moonsault off the top rope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the twist of fate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a really good match. Yeah, no, and then of course the biggest news of the night, mm-hmm. FTR. Yeah, the the revival came out. The kicked, revolt. The revolt. Yeah, the revolt now came out and kicked the butcher and the blades ass. Yep. And then flipped off the young bucks. Yeah, it was awesome. It was really awesome. I got I got so hyped. I was sad sad you guys weren't there though because i i could have only imagined all three of us reacting yeah no i was i was like oh my god it's the revolt oh my god yeah i was so hyped um you know the vegematic you know that move it's also called like the death the x i don't know i'll I'll look it up You, you know the move you definitely know the move and it's used a lot by the revolt that's why i'm bringing it up the vegematic the vegematic yeah was it their finish or their? It's it's one of their one of their moves. They only hit like three moves. No man. Like in that in that little. Yeah, no, in that they didn't use it like that oh, during okay. the promo, but it's like one of their one of their moves. I, I got I gotta find it right now. Heck yeah. But let, let's keep it moving. Uh, next match of the night was Brian Cage against uh, Lee Johnson, right? Yeah. Which was epic. Yeah, it was just a squash. Moxley was on commentary watching. Taz cut a promo. Mm-hmm. That's and how that, it really That happened. promo by Taz was so sick. I heard a lot of people complaining it's uh, too much Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar. I can definitely see that. It, I definitely kind of got some ECW vibes from yeah. 
I still like it though. Yeah, no, I love Taz. I love, I love um, Brian Cage. Brian Cage, you know, my first overall pick. Yep. But the Vegematic, it's also known as the Death Sentence. So yes. here it is, right here. The Death Sentence. Oh uh, yeah. Great but, move. Uh, you know who invented that move? Who? Jim Cornette. Great. Yeah. I'm sure Jim Cornette loves them. Yeah, no, he loves the Revolt. He said yeah. they're the only people who'd come out to uh, manage. Manage ever, yeah. 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 But. He lo- he loves them. And, I mean, the Revolt's kind of passing around conspiracies that they're like the love child of like, the Midnight Express or something. Yeah, like the Midnight Express and the Four Horsemen. Yeah, because, um, yeah, freaking Dax, he quoted some tweet where someone was like, they, they look pretty. They look like them. Yeah, no, there's a lot of a lot of beef, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, a lot of. Look, that's the great thing about wrestling, man. You'll never run out of content. Yeah, but Mox and Cage at Fighter Fest sometime this summer is what mm. kept getting said. Yeah, and that's gonna be a crazy, crazy match. Yeah, uh, I hope Brian Cage wins. I hope he continues to go on a tear every single week. Yeah. They need to keep building him and Taz up. I'm uh, I'm glad they didn't make the uh, the casino chip. Like uh, Money in the Bank. I'm glad that it was like for a future match. Yeah. Kind of thing. It wasn't that you could just cash it in anytime. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad Brian Cage isn't carrying a poker chip around. I'm glad they saw around that. Yeah, I kind of wish he was, but I agree. I for agree like, right. if Orange Cassidy was carrying around a poker chip, uh-huh. or like got the backpack out like he used to with the championship, yeah. that'd be super funny. But I don't want to see Brian Cage and Taz walking around with a giant poker yeah. chip. No, you're right. It'd just look like a silly prop in his hands. You're right. But he is, Brian Cage is a killer in the ring. John Moxley was pretty good on promo. He was too sweaty for some reason. I don't know if he was nervous or what, but. Probably. He was Scared of Brian lot. Cage. Yeah, I would be. Yeah. Wolverine. Dude's gigantic. His finisher, the Steiner screwdriver. The drill claw. Yeah, is that, is that what he calls it? Yeah. Well, that's amazing. The, like, power bomb into the pile driver. Yeah. So sick. Yeah, not so freaking crazy. Yeah, Brian Cage is crazy. And he actually. Looks like a wrestler. Yeah. He's not a part of wow. all petite wrestling. One of those. That, that's what One they, of those comments coming out. That's what they call it. That's what yeah, yeah. That's what my yeah. sources call it. Yeah, Jim your Cornette. Jim Cornette source. Uh, after that, though, we got the Britt Baker promo. Uh-huh. It was a little stilted. A, a lot of people little... shit on it. I, I loved it. I think that's a classic Britt Baker promo. It was a little long-winded. I think all Britt Baker promos are. Yeah, ultimately, I think that's the point. Though. I think like she draws her stuff out to yeah. like get the worst reactions possible. Ultimately, it was very funny. The role model, that was that killed me. Yeah, yeah, no, me too. Hopefully, they start selling wheelchairs with that. The conspiracy. Yeah, and Aubrey, she's at the bottom of it. Maybe I'm that's sure. gonna be crazy. Yeah, maybe we'll have a match between Britt and Aubrey. Yeah, I can't wait to see where this goes. But I hope I hope she's not just like off TV until. Mm-hmm. Uh, all out. Yeah, I hope she's. I hope she cuts promo a week. Nah, I hope so too. I really, really hope so. Even if it's just from her office. Yeah. Um, decent, decent promo though. What was next, Hikarashita? Yep. Versus Christy Janes. And you know how I made it very clear. Through yeah, you text, hated how this I match. Felt about this uh, match, I hated it. I don't think it was as bad as you were making it out to be. Hikarashita, um, new champion. This is her first match as champion. She wasn't defending the belt, but it was still a very competitive match. Yeah. For the new champion. It wasn't they, that competitive. It was. It was like a 10-minute match. Hold on, how many points did you get from uh, Cage? Uh, just seven. Just seven? Yeah. Sorry. I wanted to update the fantasy. 
because uh, I had to. This is my first match I got points from tonight. Ah, uh, yeah. No one has as many points as you in fantasy. You're kind of running. Yeah, we'll get there. Running away. Uh, Sheeta though, I you thought she got like it was a competitive match. I don't think it was competitive at all. I think Sheeta got in most of the offense. Uh, Jane's was like trying to do a lot of psychological stuff, mm-hmm. which I, I think happens a lot against like quote unquote foreign like yeah wrestlers it, like the it was like awkward at first and then all of a sudden it was Jane's kind of got in a few licks but I don't think she got in nearly as many as you thought she got one pinfall attempt mm-hmm. and then she just started kicking the crap out of her. it was the first time I saw she to like really give it to somebody besides Nyla Rose yeah I just feel like as a new champ no one should be kicking out of anything like you gotta Especially a jobber, maybe. I don't. I don't think Jane's is necessarily a jobber. She's kind of getting a little steam. She's zero and one, zero and two. Still, NAW. I am also of the belief that like certain champions, like Nyla Rose, are obviously just gonna sm- like demolish people. Mm. But other champions, your resilient babyface heroes, are always gonna get the best out of their competitor because their competitor is always gonna want to better them. Mm. Like, Kenny Omega got pushed to the limit by that Angels dude forever ago. Yeah. And that's because that dude's coming out to, like, dethrone Kenny Omega. So She was coming out to beat the new champ. She was coming out to, like, make her name kind of thing. Like Kazarian did against Mox. Mm -hmm. Like Daniel, or, uh, not Daniels, Scorpio Sky did against Jericho. Yeah, no, Scorpio kind of got demolished by Jericho. Not that bad. He got in some stuff. It's like five minutes. And it's also, it was, it's Chris Jericho. He's on, like, the biggest terror of his life at that point. Yeah. Not really, but, but AEW speaking. I just, what, I, I wanted more out of the new champ who just had such a dominating win against Nyla Rose. Yeah, I it think It was an epic, epic fight. That might have been one of my favorite matches from the other night. Oh, wow. thought you were still salty about it. No, like I'm. Yeah, I was shocked, and that's all. That's what wrestling. I was all shocked. About. Yeah, that's what wrestling's all about. You're right. Uh, Sheeta got me. Let me check. Dude, I thought she was on my team for so long. I was, nah, bro. Like until the end of the match, I was like, "What the hell?" She got me eight points. Nice. That's yeah. not bad. Not bad. What do you consider her finisher? Um, not the Falcon Arrow. I don't think right because I didn't count it. I consider the Shining Wizard. Her yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, cool. But she won it off the Falcon Arrow. Yeah, maybe that's a new finisher. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I do still love her new ring gear, though. Yeah. After that, though, was the biggest announcement on AEW's side for Big Balls Fantasy Wrestling. And that is Cody Rhodes. Open challenge. He will defend his championship every single week. Mm-hmm. And who knows how long that could go on for. That's... 15 points a week potentially yeah no it for my man cody yeah no you really lucked out with some of your points like you're kind of just snapping yeah hard right now i i got really really lucky with this draft and this season that AEW's prepared you're going to get 15 points at the at the very least you're getting 15 points next week because you at have the Jungle very least. boy and cody rhodes yeah so no matter what whoever wins Which we'll, that, you'll still we'll get to jungle boy Mm-hmm. But this was huge, and yeah. this was the promo that we were talking about earlier, so we won't get into it again. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. I really liked the open challenge, and like a brand new belt 
mm-hmm. having your face of the company do an open challenge. It's smart. Yeah, it is. So how how exactly do open challenges work? Because they did the they did the tournament. Well, last I remember night. Um, John Cena like. 2015 yeah. when he won the US championship yeah. and just every week he'd be like open challenge who wants to come out uh-huh. and then somebody would just come out Okay, that's when like we got such awesome stuff like we got Sammy Owens debut uh-huh. not Sammy Owens uh-huh. wow Sammy Zayn's debut yeah. which he got injured during but then we got <laughs> Kevin Owens debut on the main roster so it's, it's just a recipe for a lot of success my only confusion is uh, they did this battle royale on Wednesday to find out who will face him first. And if I was a part of that battle royal, I would be so mad because I'd be like, dang, I could have just waited two weeks and just, <laughs> yeah. like, challenged him. I mean, they still can. I mean, that's, I think, a good part about that battle royal, mm-hmm. which we'll get to, was, like, it also planted a lot of seeds for people to kind of fight and then want to fight Cody. Yeah. I so. think I think Wardlow's going to be the next TNT champ. He's you gonna, think? Yeah, he's going to get his... Revenge on Cody. That'd be kind of sick. Yeah. I'd be okay with it because I also have Wardlow. They they kind of planted the seeds um, with the MJF promo. Yeah, the little turn which, seeds. Which I thought was way better than Cody Rhodes' promo. Of course, MJF's way better than Cody Rhodes. Um, he, you know, yelled. He screamed at Wardlow. It was like the first time I heard Wardlow talk in a promo, too. Um, you know, he was just behind MJF looking menace, menacing, and then... Uh, he was talking about his plan, how Wardlow is going to be the enforcer during the Battle Royale. And uh, Wardlow tried to go like, but boss, what? And he said, but nothing! <laughs> but nothing! Like, that was crazy. That was that was awesome. That I'm, kidding, I'm kidding, I'm yeah. kidding. That was great. Yeah. No, I, got, I got hyped. It was beautiful. And then um, just the whole MJF's whole strategy with the match having Wardlow just stand in front of him, him standing on the ring post. That was awesome. And the fact that he's still lost. Hey, wait. We have a few things to talk about first. Okay. We'll get through this one. Um, SCU versus Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc. Oh, yeah, dang. I for the number one contender match. match. Yeah. Which is weird because I thought the best friends were already number one contenders. Uh-huh. Maybe they're just going to face him at Fighter Fest. Like maybe. Yeah, maybe they get whoever. They at get Fighter like. Fest. Yeah, they get the next big title opportunity at like a pay-per-view I don't know Yeah, and then this one's for next week Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc won yeah which I was surprised by I, yeah I was mad if they win as I was gonna pick them up over yeah. uh, Lucha Express mm-hmm. not Lucha Express damn Jungle Express mm-hmm. uh, but I ended up just grabbing Kip Sabian cause I thought he'd be more singles Yeah, like, they don't even have a tag entrance together No, neither do our champions but it's whatever. I, I uh, they, At least they have a name. They're like the Chaos Crew or something. On Bleacher Report, they're still just Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, I think they're like the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, there's something like weird, but I don't yeah. think they actually call them that like when they're getting announced. Yeah. I think it's just something the announcers sometimes say and they call themselves. I don't know. Uh, Jimmy Havoc, he grows on me every single week. I still don't like Jimmy Havoc. Kip I really Sabian like Kip Sabian, me. though. Yeah, I like Kip Sabian a lot. I like Penelope. I like the whole... Their whole... Like I said, like I am, I am standing my whole roster, and that's why I drafted the people I did. Yep. Uh, I really enjoy what Kip Sabian is doing. I really enjoy the stuff with Penelope Ford and Jimmy Havoc, even though I don't like Jimmy Havoc. But the question is, do they have a chance next week against the Hung Lovers? Not a chance. Hopefully, I get a good fifteen from that. You should. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, I get some. Yeah, a lot of points. Hopefully. Yeah. Penelope Ford. So far this week, her match on Dark Plus. What she did on 
Dynamite. She got wow. 10 on Dark, uh-huh. 4 on Dynamite. She's got 14 already. Wow. Yeah, she's wow. been kind of snapping. Yeah. I was really proud of that pick. That, yeah, all, you can't go wrong with The only reason I Superman. picked her was because of what she does at ringside for Kip Sabian. Mm-hmm. And having Kip Sabian on my roster, too, is awesome if he starts having singles matches again. Yep. Uh, after that, though, what was after that? That's when the, the Battle Royal was next. Mm-hmm. Which, surprisingly... Jungle Boy won. Yeah, which I was, was shocked. Awesome, because uh, Jungle Boy was one of my my middle draft picks. It came down to OC and Jungle Boy, which who would have guessed? Yeah, OC got oh. taken out before the match even started by Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, pissed off no. the inner circle. No, didn't he just? Did, is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't see that. I thought I saw him just like walk away. Basically. Nah, he got jumped by Santana and Ortiz, and then they carried him to like. The ringside area. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then, and then he finally came in. Yeah, like towards the end. Mm-hmm. But he eliminated MJF, eliminated Wardlow. Like they put OC really over in that match. He yeah. almost won it. I'm curious to see how many points he got. Um, I only got six. You have OC? Yeah, I have OC. Wow. Yeah, I only got six from OC. Cause... That's not bad though for a battle royal. Yeah. What the... Oh, I forgot I turned my phone off. Wow. Yeah. Because um, he got those two eliminations, and then I also counted uh, you know, Superman Punch as yep. a signature. And then I think he even went off the top ropes at one point, too. I think so. I counted as two points, because it was like the... He never head, does. But... Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got six points from OC, and hopefully they set him up for a great run. Yeah, I'm really... I'd be hyped to see OC versus Cody. Like, oh. if he just came like walking out randomly one week during the Open Challenge, that'd yeah. be funny. I want to see OC versus MJF. Yeah, I'd love to see OC versus MJF. Jungle Boy versus Cody's going to be sick next week. Mm-hmm. What if Jungle Boy, like, surprised Cody and won it? That's what I'm hoping for, man. That's what I'm really hoping for. I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Um, Jungle Boy is already by far my MVP. Yeah. Uh, my other points, though, before I have uh, Wardlow got me 12. Wow. Just or He had a match on Dark, right? Mm-hmm. And then he had a bunch of eliminations. I think yeah. he had, like, four eliminations. And then uh, the best friends got me 11 from Dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by far, my MVP has been Jungle Boy. Between his match on Dark and the big Battle Royal win, mm-hmm. he has 29 points. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so you're off to... He had the biggest week in like fa- our fantasy's history so far. You're off to a great start this season. 74 total points. But you got to know. It's a sprint. Or it's a marathon, not it a is, sprint. It is, but I, I think I'm very well set up for a marathon. Yeah. Especially like... if we're going all the way to All Out, because mm-hmm. we're going to have Fighter Fest, which we'll do predictions for. We'll have the prediction, like, yep. extra bonus points and all that, mm-hmm. and then we'll get to continue to work to All Out, which yeah. could be almost a similar but same season. I feel like Fighter Fest could be like a mid-season finale thing. Almost. Yeah, no, I, I'm not considering Fighter Fest the end of this season. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it really is going to be almost like a mid-season like finale kind of thing. Yeah, it's where a couple stories are going to blow off. We're going to get the rest of the build mm-hmm. towards all out. Like it's going to be a big season. Yeah, split in half almost mm-hmm. from AEW side of things, not ours. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, I have 25 points. I have a quarter of your points. Or a third, a third. of your points. Yeah, wow. Which, I mean, is it's not bad. closer than I was expecting. It was clo- It's closer than uh, last time. Last week. Last first week. Mm-hmm. 
It, it was is. like 40 to 2 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I have to double check with Natasha, but, I mean, she got a good amount of points, too. Uh, she has to go back and watch the MJF match and everything, but, yeah, she has a decent amount of points. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Probably not. I think she's in last place, though. That's just wow. my prediction. Wow. I, I wouldn't be surprised, though. I feel like my roster is just too stacked. Yeah. I was a little skeptical at first just because my main eventers aren't super strong, but I don't think I'm going to need them. Yeah, you're not. I think they're going to get me the, the points. I think they'll give me some points mm-hmm. here and there, but Cody and Jungle Boy and the best friends, I think they're all going to be my front runners. Yeah. Did you draft the Revolt? No. Okay. I did last time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. 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 I was a little premature. Season early. Mm-hmm. We got a long season ahead of us, man. Yeah, we really do. I'm super excited, though. I'm just think it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Me too, me too. Is that where we want to end it for this one? Yeah, I guess so. We have more stuff, but we need to pace. Mm-hmm. But it is a beautiful time to be a wrestling fan. Yes. And it's a beautiful time to be in first place. You can uh, follow our fantasy progress on uh, Twitter mm-hmm. at Big Balzar. You can uh, follow us both, our personals mm-hmm. uh, at Disco. at the Dwight DeNero. Go ahead and listen to our podcast anywhere podcasts are available, except for Spotify. Yep, it's yet. actually really only on SoundCloud and Apple iTunes. Man, that's a lot, though. but that's two platforms. Mm-hmm. Twice the amount of times you could listen to it. Theoretically. Yep. But, uh, stay tuned for more. Stay tuned for a very great Big Balls wrestling season that I'm gonna continue to dominate. Brother. Brother.